This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 121, Own Your Power. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. my friends. So happy to have you on this episode today. It's a big one. So buckle up. We are going to talk about owning your power. Now I already had an own your power episode. It was episode five of the show way back when over two years ago. And I interviewed Julia Wells at the time she was an empowerment coach. She's now shifted to a business coach for coaches and she is thriving. Whenever I interviewed her, she was at this tipping point where I could see that she was about to thrive. And so it's been such a joy to watch her fully own her own power in her own life the past few years. And if you remember that episode, I talked about how Julia's words during my pregnancy with my son in 2017, 2018 really spoke to me. I was going through a hard time with that pregnancy. I just didn't feel well, to be honest with you. And Julia just kept putting out these posts that were intriguing and that made me think and that really had me step into a new version of myself, even though most days I was laying in bed feeling like shit. And so Julia's words just really resonated with me. And so that's why I brought her on the show at the time I did two years ago to just honor her and just say, thank you for what you did by you just showing up and in essence, owning your own power, it sparked something in me. And what it sparked was me starting this podcast. As you know, it's called Become an Unstoppable Woman. Before I had this podcast, I had another one called Life Lovers Radio, and it was successful. It was on the iTunes New and Noteworthy charts, which is a feat only if you attain. It hits like number 30 on the self-help charts at the time. And um, I loved that podcast a lot. But when I became pregnant with my son, I stopped working completely because, again, I felt so sick. And when I decided to come back to my business in early 2019, I just knew I wasn't the same person anymore. Since I had taken about a year and a half off to have him and then get settled with him after he arrived, that I didn't feel like Life Lovers Radio embodied who I was anymore. And I always had a course called Become an Unstoppable Woman, but I felt like I had shifted more into that energetic being. And so wanted to start this new podcast that you're listening to now, which isn't so new anymore in a different energy space of talking about being more resilient and how, when we have things that are hard, how we overcome them. I just felt like life lovers radio, although we had talked about some of those things, it reminded me a little bit of this airy fairy rainbows and daisies, butterflies kind of life. I kind of joke, even the pictures at the time of my business, I looked kind of like a Barbie doll, to be honest. And that's how I felt at that time. I had just discovered coaching and then became a new coach. And I was just on cloud nine. But then after having my son and experiencing some hardship with that mentally and physically and just some other things that were going on with my life, I was like, man, this work is so much deeper than that. It creates such a resiliency. And um, again, that's what sparked me to really do the things that I did at that time. So why am I telling you all this? Well, I'm telling you because I wanted to come back to this own your power topic because I've been doing even more shifts these past few months in my life and in my business. So if you're an avid listener of the show, you know, in January of this year, and it's 2021, I hired an anti-racism coach after I had posted something online that well, was really true to my heart and I still stand behind it. It really was a bit tone deaf and it didn't fully 
think about my women of color clients. And I realized in that moment that they were not at the forefront of my mind or just women in color in general. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did I not catch this blind spot? And although I had been reading the books and the articles of all this anti-racism work, I knew I needed to take it deeper. And so I kind of, in essence, kind of had like my butt to the fire to go and hire her because I had seen such this blind spot of how did I not catch that I was in essence tone policing them. And I really wanted to make sure I was holding a very safe space for them not just in my coaching practice, but in life. And I also knew one of my big goals for life is to be an anti-racism activist. And I just really, it was this call for me to step into that more. So I hired her and I really didn't quite grasp what was in store for me by doing that work. We're now in June of 2021 as I record this. And so it's been about five, you know, crossing six months here soon of me doing that work every single week. And it has deeply transformed me, not only as a person or as a coach, but as a leader and who I am and just my everyday way of being. And two, I've also been doing a lot of work, as you may know, with Casey Joy. I've brought her on the show now several times to talk about that and really getting into my body. And as I've experienced both of their very, very powerful coaching week after week after week, it has made me shift into a new version of myself. And with that shift, I'm starting to really sit down and think even more about what I do best in my life and especially in my business. What clients do I work best with and which ones get the most amazing results from my work? And what do I love the most to do? And, you know, before my one tagline was, I help driven women accomplish their dreams while feeling better than ever. And I love that tagline. And that's still what I do today. But really the missing piece in that was this phrase, own your power. And I had been kind of dancing around it for a couple months of what do I call this? Is it, I call it, I want a driven feminist woman. And I just couldn't quite put my finger on it until one day I sat down and I actually was getting coached. And I said, hey, hold space for me to this coach. I was like, I really need to figure out what it is I need to change in my one line that I do in the world. And he was amazing. And he held space for me to find this own your power thing, right? And so today I just want to dig deep into that of what does own your power even mean? What does the process look like for you to own your power? And I should tell you too, that now I've shifted with my kind of one-liner of what I do is I coach driven women to own their power so they can accomplish their goals and dreams and business. Okay. So really what I do again, has not changed. The coaching process that I've been doing now for seven years and some version of that has not changed. What has changed is what I'm really honing in on as what I want to teach you most in my lifetime. And that is helping women own their power so they can accomplish their dreams. I don't want women who just want to go accomplish their dreams and do it in a way where they don't feel good. And in a way, in all honesty, where they're not fully stepping into their most authentic selves. And for me, that word own your power really just encompasses, again, women who want to step into that authenticity, which is what I've always been about. And it does shed away some of the women who aren't ready for that, okay? So I'm gonna go through all that and what that means here in a bit. But I do want to really start to help you understand what own your power even means. So what I did is I sat down with a journal and I said, Lindsay, what does it mean to you to own your power? And I came up with, this definition. It means to stand confidently in your authentic truth. Okay. I'm going to say that again, to stand confidently in your authentic truth. Now being the coach that I am, if a client came to me and said, Hey, Lindsay, I want to stand confidently in my authentic truth, right? I would say, let's break that down even more. 
So first off, what does stand even mean? And so I started to look up words and definitions for the word stand. And what I came up with is that stand means an attitude toward a particular issue. Okay. So stand means an attitude toward a particular issue. And when I sat down and I thought, okay, I love that definition, but what is the, the attitude and what is the issue that I'm really wanting in the women that I work with? And that's that I want them to be fully committed to want out of life what they want and to be authentically them in the process. In essence, it's this term I've talked about here and there on the show. And I definitely talk a lot about with clients, especially my ongoing clients in my Living the Dream program. It's called being all in. You're all in on life. You're like, I am here to live it out, to be the fullest expression of myself, to get everything and more I want out of life and to fully give life my all. And so again, when I look at that word stand, and I look at the definition and attitude toward a particular issue, that attitude is, Lindsay, I'm here and I'm all in. I'm ready to do the work so that I can be my absolute best self and get exactly what I want from life and more. Okay. So then when we go back to my original definition of stand confidently in your authentic power, the next word I'd want to break down with a client is confidently. Like what does confidently mean to you? Okay. And so when I did this work on myself, I said, confidently means you're sure of yourself and your abilities. It really means that you're certain. Okay. So when I'm looking at this with women that I want to work with, and then women who, after they're coaching with me, what I want them to say they gained from me is that they know who they are. They know what they want. They know what shit is theirs to take on and to heal and deal with. And they know what shit's not theirs because so many women are putting so much on their plates. That's not their shit. They are taking on things for their kids. They're taking on things for their husband. They're taking on things at work that's not theirs. And they have to be open-minded enough to say, what is really mine and what's not mine? And that really is shedding a lot of people-pleasing layers and being brave enough to put yourself out there, especially as a woman, because you know in our society, we tend to look at women as bitches when they stand up for themselves, right? And so you've got to be willing to shed those layers, which we'll get more into in a bit about how we do that in my coaching process. But again, if we're looking at confidently, it's you're saying, I know who I am. I know what I want. I know that this is my shit and I'm going to take on my shit and deal with it. But I also know what's your shit too, okay? Now, if we go back again to that definition of what own your power means, and I said, stand confidently in your authentic truth. The next word I'd want to break down for a client is what does authentic mean to you? And so when I looked at this definition, it's true to one's spirit. And I also saw definitions that said true to your spirit, personality, or character. But the word spirit is what really stood out to me because that's what I'm wanting my clients to gain is they know who they are at their core. And to me, my belief of who someone's core is, is their spirit who they were meant to be in this world. Even if they're not a spiritual person, you know, I am. And so for me, I say, this is the God given you or the, the, the you that the universe wanted you to be, you know, again, you can interchange whatever word you have in their divine or, or whatever, but that's the version of you that you were meant to be in this world before shit happened, <laughs> like before society programmed and shit, and maybe you experience some trauma and all the other things, right? And so when I'm working with a client and I'm saying, hey, I want to help you own your power, really what I'm saying there is I want you to find your truth and your spirit again. Now, going back again to that definition of what own your power means, and I said, stand confidently in your authentic truth. The last word I'd want to break down if this were a client coming to me with this is the word truth. And so when I broke it down, I found that truth to me means a fact or belief accepted as true. And so when I'm thinking here of what is it that I really want my clients and listeners, thinking about you too as listeners of the show, right? What do I want them to really gain by working with me, even if it's just in this podcast or on social media or whatever, right? All my free content. And that's that they just have this belief in themselves. Like they know their truth and they believe it. 
And so they are willing to stand up for that, right? It goes back to that, like stand word I already used. They're willing to put it out there in the world and um, stand firm in that, right? Okay. So I spend some time on that because again, when you hear the word own your power, you may like intuitively know what that means because I definitely do too, but I wanted to really break it down for you of, okay, what does that truly break down to in the world? And that is again, like talking about standing, being confident, being in your authentic truth. Okay. So as I said, I'm starting to really shift into this phrase that I'm putting out there in the world and that I do and that I'm the subject matter expert in is that I coach driven women to own their power to accomplish their dreams and business. Now, you may notice that business line there at the end is new. And before I called myself a life coach and I would coach on anything and everything. And again, as I started to really question, what is it that I love to coach most? And what do I feel I give the best results in for clients? It always went back to business and it didn't matter if it was somebody's own business or a business they wanted to start or a career. If it's something business related, I just light up And I feel like where I'm heading in my journey is that I really want to focus in on business. So now does that mean that I don't coach on other things with clients? Of course not. Like if somebody comes to me and they say, I want to, you know, double my business revenue in the next year, I would say, great. And as that period went along of us coaching together, everything would be brought to the surface, all these things, because you know, life is so, so, so gray, right? It's like the stuff that happens at home and packs us up business and vice versa. And so we're coaching on everything in under the sun to help them reach that goal of doubling their business in this case, right? But when I'm wanting a client to come to me in the door, I'm wanting them to say, hey, I'm really hungry to do something different in my career. And so I know for some clients that is a little bit saddening because, you know, especially for a lot of my teacher clients who I adore and I love for a lot of them, they're like, yeah, I'm a teacher and that's what I want to do in my life. And so I know I'm kind of shutting the door there, but I'm also opening this door of, again, really honing in on that. I'm going to focus in on women who are wanting a shift in their career. Okay. The other thing I just want to put out there is there is one goal that I've realized as time has gone on that I just don't really like doing. And it's not saying that I won't do it. And I think it's going to require me and the client to really talk through this goal, but it's weight loss. And I've kind of alluded to this on other episodes. I have even an episode that says lose weight. And last time I checked, unfortunately, it was my most popular downloaded episode, which kind of kills me that that many people are searching for that sort of thing. And it's not that I'm against losing weight at all. I want everybody to, again, be the fullest expression of who they are authentically. And so if somebody's coming to me and saying, Lindsay, I'm, you know, 40 pounds overweight and the best of me is 40 pounds lighter. You know, again, that's going to really take us doing some coaching on that to really ensure that they are coming from a place of authenticity with that. Because as we'll get to here in a minute of what has to happen for someone to really own their power, there's some shedding of some societal bullshit in there. And so I really want to make sure if I'm taking on a goal like that with a client, that it is from their authenticity and then it's done in a healthy way. And so I'm almost getting to a point too, where the actual number of a weight loss isn't the goal. It's that they are in essence, making healthier choices. They're not overeating. And so they're dealing with their feelings. You know, they're prioritizing their health and their well-being. Those are the kinds of things that I really want to work on with clients, not necessarily, Hey, help me lose this kind of weight. Again, it's, we're still getting to the same result. We're just getting to it in a different way. And I promise you, and it's it's in a more authentic way. And I will also tell you that if you happen to listen to that Lose Weight episode, 
there were some strategies on there that I shared that I used from Brooke Castillo. And I said, this is not my work. It's from Brooks at the Life Coach School. And now looking back on that, that stuff did work for me at that time. I was trying to lose the last of my 10 pounds of baby weight, which I did. And I have kept that off, but they're just not strategies I'm in alignment with anymore. Even though that was only a year ago when I recorded that, it's just, I've shifted again. I I just keep telling you that I've done so much transformational work the past six-ish months or so, and I've changed a lot. And so this is just where I'm at right now in my business. Okay. So let's kind of talk about now, what's the work? Like, what do you have to go through to really start to own your power? And as I mentioned earlier, my coaching process hasn't really changed at all because having somebody own their power is what I've done the entire time. And it's really interesting because the clients who I feel like have still been successful in the coaching process, they've accomplished their dreams, but they didn't necessarily come to me signing up to own their power. Okay. Like for example, one client that's coming to mind that I worked with last year, she wanted to accomplish a couple different goals. One was a financial goal. She didn't want to overspend anymore. She wanted to start saving money instead. And she wanted to figure out like what her ideal work career would be. So again, like, you know, goals that I love, right. But even from the beginning, you could tell in her marriage dynamic that she wasn't interested in really doing the work to own her power there. And so as we worked together, it just became more and more difficult for her to thrive in the work. Okay. So even though she got great results, she was super happy. She figured out what her ideal career is. She stopped the spending. She started saving. Her husband was happier because of it, because he was very concerned with it. I'm not quite sure she's going to really be able to go and thrive in her life. And that goes back to, again, of she wasn't really signing up to own her power. And I even intuitively knew that before I even like really honed in on this own your power word, right? And so the coaching just wasn't as powerful. And as I said, even though she got the results she she wanted, I'm not quite sure she is going to be able to be long-term successful with the work because of that shift. And so now when I have clients coming to me on free consults, I'm filtering that out. Okay. And again, I didn't really have the words yet to really know what I was doing as I've been filtering people out in 2021 more and more. But now it's like, okay, is this woman really ready to own her power? Like, for example, I had a consult a couple months ago where the girl was just super driven, such a go-getter. You know, you could tell there were some things she needed to heal, which I love, you know, being able to see that right away of like, oh yeah, here's what we can do to shift that and heal that for you and get you into your power. And then when we started to, again, again, I'm saying own your power now at the time, I didn't know that. But then we start talking about her intimate relationship with her boyfriend and I guess fiance. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I need to leave this relationship and it's not healthy. And I even worry that he may be a narcissist. And again, I was like, okay, cool. Like here's a woman that's like waking up and she's ready to go and I can totally help her get through this. And then, you know, it gets to, oh yeah, we're getting married in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, what? Like, what? whoa, 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 you just got engaged a month ago. Oh yeah, well, he really wants to get married. And so we're going to get married. And I immediately stopped the consult and said, listen, I cannot work with you because you know, this is not right for you. And yet you're still making this choice. And it's just, it's just not going to work in the coaching process. And so again, like I'm really getting firm about that now as I'm taking clients in. And I will tell you, the clients I have taken in in 2021 are freaking hot. They're on fire. And it's just, it's just very naturally, again, even before I knew this word of own your power, the clients who aren't ready to fully step into their power are dwindling away. Okay. So going back to what does somebody have to do? What do they have to go through to own their power? Well, first off, if we go back to that consult call of where I start with a potential client is first off, they've got to show me like, are they driven? Are they self-aware? Because what I'm realizing too, as I'm honing in more and more about the women that do really well with the coaching that I provide is they know at least on some level, what their blocks are. A lot of them have done therapy. 
or some other form of coaching and they've had success with it. And they may even say like, yeah, therapy was great. It started the ball rolling. Some clients I'm like, I I loved therapy. It was transformational for me. I just want more, right? And some clients they've had nothing. They just haven't needed it. And that's great. But I'm still looking for, are they self-aware enough? Are they really catching some of the things that are holding them back? Okay. Cause even as their coach, like, obviously I'm going to blow up that self-awareness for them, but I want to see, do they at least have some nuggets here? Because what I found too, if a client doesn't even at least have nuggets, it's just the coaching process just does not work. It's a lot of work for me. And I feel like I'm dragging a client along and not that I don't mind doing that. It's just that I feel like sometimes I'm not quite sure they know what their authentic journey is yet. And I'm pulling them on something that they don't even know their own truth. And again, if we're looking at what own your power means, and it goes back to that definition of staying confidently in your authentic truth, how in the hell are you going to stand confidently in something if you can't even find your authentic truth? Yes, I will help you find that, but you've got to at least have just this little bud inside of you of who, here's what I think this is. And then I just take that and I allow it to grow, right? So again, going back to the consult, what am I looking for? I'm looking for that self-awareness. I'm looking for an energy. Now I do have some clients, they cry on the consult because you know, that to me shows that I'm holding really clean, safe space for them. And honestly, I don't mind emotional clients at all. Some people think, oh, you're in coaching. You don't cry. I had a client once. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. I'm like, no, that's part of the process. We cry sometimes. You're here to feel right. And so I'm looking for them to be open and receptive and also just how coachable they are. Like how open are they to seeing areas of improvement and changes in their life? And so it's interesting too, because even on consults, I'll sit there and I'll listen to a woman. Like I had a couple last month, I'm sitting there and listening to them and I'm like, okay, I'm checking off all the boxes, right? Are they self-aware enough? Are they driven? Are they coachable? Are they willing to look at their blind spots? Like all the things, do I like her? Do I think I can give her the results she wants and more? Because you may not have heard this, but I guarantee results for clients. So someone comes to me and says, you know, I have a client recently that says, I want to make the first 50K in my business by September, 2022. And where her energy was at, I was like, I think you can totally do this. Let's go. She's like, oh my gosh, you think? I was like, yeah, I, I energetically where you're at, you just need some little tweaks and some energy focus. And I totally think you can do this. So I guarantee that for her. So very powerful, right? But again, I'm listening and can I make these results happen for this client? Because in essence, I'm putting my own money on the line there if they don't get those, right? And then I'm thinking, can I give them even more? And so there were some consults, as I said, last month who I was like, okay, I think I can, I think this is a yes for me. Right. And then what happens is then the next test comes because a lot of them will even tell me on the consult. Yes. Yes. I want this. I'm a 10 out of 10. And I'll say, okay, what's, what could keep you from a 10? Or if they're not at a 10, what, what's keeping you from that 10? And so we talk through that, tell them the price. Sometimes they may, you know, freak out a little, but we'll coach through that. And then we'll coach through, you know, what the next steps are, if they need to talk to their husband or, you know, figure out the money or whatever. And what has happened, especially in the past month, as I've really stepped into, okay, who do I want to work with even more is some women, just the thought of owning their power in the coaching process, even though, again, I have not been using that word freaks them the fuck out. It freaks them out. Okay. Because if you think about it, right. And a consult, my job is to get the seed open in their life. Like what are all the things that are going on right now for you? I want to know everything. Right. And so they're having to really face some shit sometimes in that of like, no, tell me really like what's going on in your marriage. What's really going on in your career. And that alone can be kind of scary to the brain. The brain doesn't like to feel that stuff. But then too, I'm like, tell me your 10 life. Where do you want to go? And so we're really dreaming that up as well. 
And then I'm tell, I'm being very honest with them of like, okay, here's what I see is going to be the process like for you. And here's what's going to feel hard for you. And so are you ready for that? Right. And then I'm like, okay, yes, we can do those things and more. And I tell them about the money back guarantee. I'm like, I'm willing to put my money and time on the line for you because I think that we can do this together. And then as I said, they walk away and some of them just can't hold even the power of that 60 minute free call we had together of somebody saying, yes, I believe so much in you and your dreams and where you want to go and helping you get through, you know, the shit that's blocking you in the way right now that I will put my money and time on the line for you. It, they can't hold it. It's too much. It's too big of a call for them to take right now. Okay. Now I have other clients, they get on the consult and they, you know, we experience the exact same thing. I tell them, you know, the things that are holding them back, getting the vision, putting my money on the line for them, all the things. And then that's like the spark of like, oh my gosh, like finally I found the thing to get what I want out of life. Right. And it's so exciting. And even though the money might scare them or really like, you know, again, like just investing that they're really going to make this happen. And they know, you know, part of the process is not always going to be rainbows and daisies. They get so excited and it's such a like opening for them that what's so funny is even from just a free consult, then they're already starting to make changes and they're already starting to make their investment back before we've even started. And so again, like that's what I'm starting to look for on a consult is, you know, all those qualities I mentioned. And then how are they handling that between time? Because some clients too, like I said, I'll say, okay, when are we going to check in? And so they'll say, well, check in with me on this date. I'll check in with them on that date. And some of them I don't ever hear from. And after a couple of days after that, I'm like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Coaching requires authentic and open communication. And it requires you to make decisions. And I need you to lean on me. If you're needing help still making this decision, I'm here to coach you to affirm yes or no. But I'm about to take my offer off the table because, you know, again, I need somebody to be authentic and open and willing to make decisions. And again, that's when people really start to flounder. It's like, even I even have women who start to get mad because it's like really deep down, they're feeling sad that why am I not ready for this? And in essence, it shows to them the work that they need to do to believe in themselves as much as I believe in them in essence. Okay. So that's where it starts is getting on that consult and having a transformation from that call alone and really finding out, are you ready to fully step into your power here and put your money where your mouth is and have somebody that believes in you that much. And it's going to guarantee that you're going to get what you want out of the next nine months of coaching. But then after that, our work begins and we go through the first 90 day process of the Become an Unstoppable Woman course. And in that we are finding and shedding the bullshit in essence that has been stopping them. So we're looking at, you know, what past pain we need to heal. And even for clients who have done therapy and other work or haven't had any kind of trauma, there's always something to heal. Always. That's just the way the brain is, especially as a child. It's highly emotional. We've got to go in and find that stuff. You know, in another episode on the show, I talked about big T trauma and little T trauma and big T traumas like, you know, abuse and war and all of those things. But little T traumas are just any time that you are not able to fully express yourself. And for a lot of women, especially if you're a woman of color, you're experiencing that over and over and over and over again. And so we've got to heal that stuff. I'm also wanting to explore the messaging that you've gotten in your world from society. What messaging have you been hearing about you as a woman? What messaging have you heard about love and religion and racial messaging and money messaging? Like we need to look at all of those thoughts that are going around in your brain and find them and then shed them so that you are no longer, in essence, not your authentic self, okay? Because again, if you remember, I kind of alluded to this earlier when we were talking about authentic selves, you come into this world as your spirit, right? And your authentic self. And then life happens and society puts in this programming. And as I said, our childhood brain is highly emotional. And so it programs in all this shitty stuff in a very emotional way in our brain. And so our brain then uses that to hold us back, even though that stuff no longer serves us anymore. And, and we know logically some of that stuff isn't true. It's just so deeply wired in that brain. We have to reprogram it, right? 
And so that's what I'm starting to look at in the world. And I will start to just really want to explore with a client just everything that goes on in their mind. And two, what's cool about this is then they learn the tools to do this for themselves. So not only are we doing this just in the nine months we're coaching together, they have this time and time and time again, because even though I've been doing this work now for, gosh, when did I start this? 2013, so eight years, right? I always say new level, new devil. I'm always finding new beliefs to shed and change. You know, I'll give you an example. In my own life, I did a coaching session with Casey. I don't remember what we were coaching on specifically, but we found the belief that I'm too much. And so because I think I'm too much, that is a huge belief that's been stopping me from owning my power. And because I haven't been fully owning my power in certain areas because of that belief, it's costing me money. It's costing me my well-being. It's costing me depth into my relationships. Because again, if I'm walking around thinking I'm too much, then I'm not going after things in full force, right? And so again, this is ongoing work. And then you have that process to fully shed that stuff. And then after that, we've really got to get you to a place where you are holding loving and firm boundaries. So you stop tolerating bullshit. So I have a client that I've been working with for a long time now, and she called it recently, where is my energy leaving me in essence? That's the way that she had worded it, even though we've done boundary work and stuff, but it's so true. You know, we don't have loving and firm boundaries in our life. Our energy just leaks out all over. And then we wonder why, why am I so tired? Why am I not fully getting what I want? Why do I not fully feel like myself? Well, because that's because you're putting up with bullshit in your life that you really know that you don't want to, but yet you are anyway. And a part of that goes back to again, programming as a woman. And so we've got to really just shed that stuff. And so what I give my clients is a list of boundaries that they should be setting in their lives and should not coming from like obligation, but just like, Hey, it's okay to set these, I think it's a list of 20, 20 boundaries in your life. And some of them are more obvious ones, like nobody hitting you, nobody verbally abusing you kind of thing, but smaller ones, like nobody talking you out of your truth, not having conversations that linger on longer than you want them to and things of that sort. Okay. So just having that list is powerful of like, wow, I can actually set these in my life and I'm not a bitch for doing so. No, this is just actually how we all should be living in our lives because it feels so much better. And then allowing them to get really specific about the specific tolerations they're putting up with and what that's costing them. And so them able to see that is very powerful too and allowing them to start to shift that. And so from that, they're really starting to use their voice even more. Now, what we're doing next in the coaching process for them to own their power so they can accomplish those dreams and business and all the things is for them to take care of themselves. Okay. Again, this is a big one for women. Give, 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 do, 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 do. You know, it's my responsibility to make sure everybody's happy and healthy. You know, it's so funny because I was just talking to my anti-racism coach, Alyssa Hall, and we were talking about the Hispanic culture and you may not know this, but my ex, so my daughter's father, he's Hispanic. And I had a recent incident with him involving our daughter And how should I word this? I'm trying not to give away details because it wasn't a great situation. But we were talking about the Hispanic culture and she's like, yeah, it's that machismo kind of lifestyle, right? It's like the the man and the boy can do no wrong. And it's the girls and the women's responsibility to make sure that everything's okay. And I was like, you know... It's so interesting because when him and I broke up, I loved his family. Like I loved them deeply. And I felt like once we broke up and you may know that story, he had a double life with another woman and all the things like I expected them to have my back. And yet in essence, I felt like I was completely left and nobody wanted to call out what had happened. And I, part of me just thought, oh, that's just his family. And she's like, no, Lindsay, that's typically how the Hispanic culture is. Is like they were probably secretly sitting around thinking about how you were still at fault for what had happened. And I'm like, holy shit, right? And so it, it just opened up my eyes to even, you know, I'm thinking about my Hispanic clients and what they have to really overcome in the coaching process for them to even find that because that culture, you know, is just so accepted. And even though, you know, logically we know 
some of those things, right? Of like, oh, that's, you know, macho man and all that stuff. But it's still just like these little things still seep in. And for a lot of women, they still think, oh, I must have done something wrong or I didn't do enough, right? That's a big one with my women clients, of course. It's like, I'm not doing enough kind of thing. And so I have to really get them to take care of themselves. And that alone is transformational to having someone own their power. Because when you're worn out, you're not going to go after your goals and dreams. You're not going to feel good in the process. You're going to be moody. You're going to be tired. And so I have to really teach them self-care. And like I said, boundaries and all the mental health tools have them take care of their physical health. I had some clients recently who I kind of had to come to Jesus talk with is what we hear saying here in the South is, Hey, you're not getting the results you want right now because you're not eating and sleeping well. And if you're continue to do this, like I can't continue to have you as a client. These are ongoing clients too. Cause it's like, cause it's, the coaching is just not going to work. These are just physical needs that we need as humans. So what changes are you willing to make in your life to make this happen? And for one of them, it was standing up to her husband. It was like, Hey, I need more childcare. This isn't cool. And for another client, it was her standing up to her boss and saying, Hey, the way that you treat me and the hours you give me are way too much. And it ended up being that she actually quit that job, didn't have another job lined up. And I was like, Holy shit, what have you done? Was part of my mindset. A week later, she gets another job making double the amount of money, has an amazing work life balance, taking care of herself, starting to lose weight. I mean, this was just a couple months ago that we had this conversation this come to Jesus talk. And I mean, now she's going after goals like rocket fire, especially her financial goals. It's incredible, right? So just that one conversation of that one shift of the basic needs of her getting sleep and eating allowed her to own her power and make this huge shift in her life. Okay. So this stuff is powerful, my friends. All right. So the other thing too, that I'm really helping a client do to own their power is I'm teaching them to be bigger than their brain. So in essence, our brain is here just to keep us safe and secure. We have to go in and intentionally program it for happiness. If we want to feel good in this life, that's intentional work we have to do. You know, it's funny because I've had some one-on-one sessions with some old, old clients recently, and they've come to me and said, well, Lindsay, what's going on with me? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. You just haven't been managing your mind. You just have a bunch of cobwebs in there. And that's why you're not feeling well. So I was like, you got to go back and start using the tools. So the tools that I teach them are things like wins. And so they're intentionally looking at every day, what went well the day prior. They're counting their gratitude. Because if you look at the research of gratitude, gratitude is the highest emotional frequency that you can feel. And so if you're just holding space for gratitude for a few seconds every day, that has a trickle down effect in your world. And there's been longitudinal studies about gratitude and how it has changed people's lives by them just briefly expressing gratitude every day. They're doing something called a brag where they're really owning their power in who they are and what they want. I'm teaching them how to journal and mantras and how to do habit programming. And so, you know, again, they can really instill anything they want in their life. So their brain doesn't self-sabotage. I'm teaching them something called the inner mean girl about that voice that they have in their head that brings them down and how to, in essence, overcome that voice. And again, be bigger than their brain. And then after we do all that, all that shit that we have, in essence, found and started to shed, then they are at a place of, okay, now that we've shed that shit and granted the work is always going to be there, but we shed this big layer for you in the past three months and then unstoppable woman program. Now let's spend three months just figuring out who you really are. And so we're doing something called the puzzle of you. I've mentioned it many times on the show, but I'm looking at their admirations, their destiny, their child self, their needs, their strengths, their values, their motivation, their way of thinking, their top 10 happiest memories, so many things to really figure out who is it that you are authentically in this world? What is the soul of you? And that where, again, if we're going back to that own your power definition, standing confident in their authentic truth, this is where they're getting that authentic truth. Okay. The stand confident is coming from the first three months. The authentic truth is coming the next three months. And I think too, the more you learn about yourself, the more confident you feel, right? You're like, yeah, this is my truth. These are my beliefs. This is what I know to be as me. Right. And so it's just solidifying even more that stand confident piece of that own your power. And then from there, we are just getting very clear on what they want. Now that they know who they are, there's less shit in the way of getting it. So I'm teaching them how to do a 10-year vision. 
how to create life manifestos about what they want in their overall life. I'm teaching them how to do some body work to really feel in their body, how to make decisions from that place and trust their intuition and to build that. And then from there, how to get whatever the hell they want with ease. So we're talking about something called manifesting, which I know sounds woo-woo to some of you, but manifesting is just getting really clear on what it is you want and desire. And then going after it. Okay. And then we're doing things even more to trust their intuition and getting them into something called massive action, which is the term I've talked about on the podcast. I don't want them in frantic action of, you know, doing all the things I want them in this deep, massive action. And then from there, they just keep repeating the process, right? They just take that process, new level, new devil, and clear it up and clear it up and clear it up. And so they're doing things to just continually feel good and to let go of the shit that's holding them back by using the tools, doing self-care, doing more healing work, really tapping their body more, attracting better things in their life so they have less shit to clean up. They're feeling intentional feelings. So I'm teaching my clients how to feel intentionally. Like if they want to feel more joy, I'm teaching them how to intentionally feel more joy. Again, it goes back to that, the bigger than your brain concept of if you want to feel certain things other than low level emotions, because that's just what the brain naturally wants to feel, you have to intentionally program that in there. And then they have ongoing coaching to use a time and time again to just continue to up level. It's so funny because... I realized every week I get coached about three and a half hours a week. So I get coached twice right now in two one-hour sessions with Casey every week. On Monday and Thursday, we coach. I coach with Alyssa, my anti-racism coach on Wednesdays typically. And then I spend about an half an hour coaching and just with some random coaches in Burkasio Self-Coaching Scholars Program, which is a program I may end up shedding as I'm kind of going... I'm not going against her work, but just kind of like feeling fulfilled with what I've learned there. But anyways, people are like, holy shit. Even like my clients or even other coaches are like, you get coached three and a half hours a week. I'm like, yeah, baby, because I know that I'm in a state of massive transformation right now. And the way that I know I'm going to get that massive transformation even more is to experience it through coaching and to clear out all the shit that's holding you back, getting even clear on what it is I want, and then getting really, really in a place where I can get that stuff with ease, right? And not having to be frantic or hustle and all that bullshit male culture, right? So that's in essence, my friend, what it's like to own your power, right? And what the process is to own your power. So what are the benefits of owning your power, right? Is first off, you feel really freaking good. You just do. And that doesn't say that you always feel good. I mean, I must admit, I don't really like stirring the pot. (laughs) I don't really like having to speak my truth sometimes when it's uncomfortable. But I know by me knowing my authentic self and what I'm here to do in the world, because I have things like my manifesto, that I know when it's time to speak up and when it's not. And, you know, it goes back to when I said I invested in anti-racism coaching. That was one thing I knew I wanted to create in this world. I know that I want to be an activist for anti-racism work. I want to be an ally to all marginalized communities, not just people of color, but for people who are, you know, LGBTQ community plus, you know, you add, (laughs) feels like every time there's like a letter added and, and, and beyond, right? And people who have less neurotypical brains, which is something I've kind of shared briefly on the podcast is I'm starting to discover that I may have ADHD and it may even be on the autism spectrum. And so I'm really taking in the ableism that I have experienced in my life without even knowing it. That goes back to kind of that societal bullshit, right? We don't even question. And um, yeah, so you feel a lot better. And again, you know when to speak up, you know when it's time to get uncomfortable and to, and it really makes a difference and it really matters. And I think for me, the biggest thing is, you know, before I would wake up, before I did coaching and I was just like, what am I living for? And it's not like I was suicidal and I even had my daughter, like after I had my daughter, I was like, okay, I guess I'm living for my daughter. But it wasn't like, man, what am I here for? Like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I meant to do in this world? And even on days when I wake up, like I did not get good sleep last night. I must admit, I tossed and turned all night. I still woke up this morning like, yes, another day. And if you look through my journal almost every day, my gratitude is I'm grateful for another day and the opportunity to live it. And it's so true because I know what I'm here to do in this world. I know what I'm here to create. 
and that creates ongoing motivation for me. It's so exciting. I also know what relationships I'm here to cultivate. You know, of course, it's always an ongoing process like I'm doing right now with clients of like, who do I work best with? What do I love the most, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I have this work to always fall back on and just get better and better. And that's why when clients experience, you know, big money shifts with me of making, you know, like I have one client that was making like 60K that's now making 100K in a corporate job. Just over the past few months, it's made the shift. And she did not have a, a shift in her salary for years. And it's not like her industry is booming right now. It's just a normal old industry. It's just she's owned her power in that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, really what you gain by owning your power is what I always say is like the deathbed experience. You're on your deathbed and you have no fucking regrets. You're just like, I fucking did it. I fucking lived this life and it's incredible. And I'm so glad I did what I did. Yeah, I made mistakes along the way, but I had the tools to really process those mistakes and not beat myself up for it. But I lived the life and you can die with peace. And you have made such an impact in this world along the way. You've changed lives just by being you. It doesn't mean you have to be in an industry like mine where you're intentionally trying to change lives. Just by being you and your energy has shifted the world. It's incredible. So I feel like I talked about a lot today with owning your power. Thank you for tuning in and for listening to this whole thing. I hope you're as excited as I am about this shift that's happening in my business. And I hope it really sparks something in you to really say, yeah, I want to do this work. I want to own my power so I can accomplish my goals and dreams and business and beyond. Of course, we do all the beyond stuff too, but If you really have a business goal that you want to change and you want to have a deep transformation in your life, I'm your gal. So at this time of this recording, which I said is June, 2020, I'm looking at my client chart for the year. I'm sorry, 2021. I'm looking at my client chart for the year. There are 25 more women I want to work with this year, 25. So I'm holding space for those 25. Maybe you're one of them. And if you feel called to, the next step is to apply for a free consult. You go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to apply for that consult. There's always a link in the show notes as well. And I'd love to have a consult with you and to give you a transformation just in an hour of your time for absolutely free. So thank you again for joining me on this episode today. As always, so grateful to have you and I will see you next time. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.